Good morning, my name is Isaac. Today's Bible passages are from the New Testament, then the Old Testament, from Luke 11, 1 to 4, and then Exodus 16, uh, 11 to 22. One day Jesus was praying in a certain place. When he finished, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, just as John taught his disciples. He said to them, when you pray, say, Father, hallowed be your name, your kingdom come. Give us each day our daily bread. Forgive us our sins, for we also forgive everyone who sins against us. And lead us not into temptation. And Exodus 16, 11 to 22. The Lord said to Moses, I have heard the grumbling of the Israelites. Tell them at twilight you will eat meat, and in the morning you will be filled with bread. Then you will know that I am the Lord your God. That evening quail came and covered the camp, and in the morning there was a layer of dew around the camp. When the dew was gone, thin flakes like frost on the ground appeared on the desert floor. When the Israelites saw it, they said to each other, What is it? For they did not know what it was. Moses said to them, It is the bread the Lord has given you to eat. This is what the Lord has commanded. Everyone is to gather as much as they need. Take an omer for each person you have in your tent. The Israelites did as they were told. Some gathered much, some little. And when they measured it by the omer, the one who gathered much did not have too much, and the one who gathered little did not have too little. Everyone had gathered just as much as they needed. Then Moses said to them, no one is to keep any of it until morning. However, some of them paid no attention to Moses. They kept part of it until morning, but it was full of maggots and began to smell. So Moses was angry with them. Each morning, everyone gathered as much as they needed, and when the sun grew hot, it melted away. On the sixth day, they gathered twice as much, two omers for each person. And the leaders of the community came and reported this to Moses. Well, good morning, everybody. And uh, again, yes, happy Father's Day. We come to uh, the fifth in our series of looking at the Lord's Prayer. Uh, when the Lord... Uh, responded to the disciples' request to teach them how to pray. We see that he has given them the most perfect and comprehensive outline for prayer ever conceived. We've noticed so far that this prayer consists of uh, seven petitions or requests. The first three have to do with God and distinguished by the word your, or for the old school, thy. Your, uh, your name, your kingdom, your will be done. The, sec the, four, the sorry, second four petitions uh, will begin uh, to do with human behaviour, well-being, and are distinguished by the word us. Give us, forgive us, keep us, lead us. And... It's these last petitions where we turn from praying uh, for God's glory to praying for our needs. We see in heaven, 
there is that sense of worship, that your kingdom come is for guidance and your will be done is for submissiveness. That puts us in a platform where we can then, having recognised who God is, seek our own needs. This first real petition that we'll look at, give us this day our daily bread, comes after we've acknowledged God. This prayer for bread, daily bread, stands for more than just food. Remember, this prayer is being taught to uh, Israelites, to Jews. And in their common everyday prayer, they would have had 19 different petitions. And depending upon the season, they would have extras. They knew and understood that it was God who gave them their daily bread, gave them the things of the world, things like sunshine, rain, good harvests, fat cattle. Depending upon the season, these would be extra prayers. So Jesus encompasses all those prayers into this one simple thing. Give us this day our daily bread. It, uh, it stands for all our physical things that we need in life. And when we boil it down, there's three kinds of basic needs we have. There are physical needs, food, shelter, clothing. I'm sure when you woke up this morning and rolled out of your lovely inner spring mattress, had hot water shower, opened your closet, had different clothes that you could pick from, you opened your fridge this morning and you could have had cold water, milk, juice. You could add cereal or toast and Vegemite. Or both. Or all three. Or even a hot breakfast. Maybe some porridge, bacon and eggs. We have quite a choice. Major concerns for the average Australian is what we'll eat, not will we eat. So there's the physical needs. We then turn from the physical to the esoteric, that is, our emotional needs. One of the things that we did uh, at Wimmerlee very soon after the uh, pandemic hit and we weren't allowed to go to church and it was all by Zoom and people were feeling disconnected as we put out a survey of how we could meet some of these needs and there was a need for confidence, community connection. Many people were isolated and so there was needs of intimacy, of stability, a meaning of what life is all about, self-confidence. And depending upon which website, when you type in uh, emotional needs on the internet, there can be 6, 10, 15, there's all kinds of different emotional needs which make up the human being. But if our physical needs are met, and our emotional needs are met, 
Then we go to the metaphysical, the spiritual needs. That whole, what is the meaning of life? Because quite often, when I was dealing with some people, they'd met all the basic requirements. They had good employment, loving family, all these types of things, but somehow they were still whole. We have spiritual needs. There is something out there bigger than me. A lot of people fall down. We only have to look at how anxious people are these days. Anxiety, suicide rates. People are hurting. They can't find it in the world. Where does that leave them? So what does this request mean? Give us this day our daily bread. Well, it's to ask God to give us, suggests an absolute dependence upon him. We can't find it in the world. We need it from God. God made us with needs. Remember in the garden, God said, you can eat of any fruit in the garden. So there was a need for hunger. He made us with mouths to bite and chew, uh, teeth to chew, a digestive system to uh, absorb all the nutrients. There were those needs. What was the first thing God did after the, uh, he threw Adam and Eve out of the gar garden? He made garments for them to wear. God made us with needs. And we are to look to him <clears throat> to supply them. To pray this prayer, our daily bread, expresses our conviction and belief that God is able to answer our prayer and to meet our needs. Sometimes when we pray, we put in that big stopper, if, if it be your will. And when it doesn't happen, we go, oh, well. It must have been his will. No, God can meet our needs. It depends where we start from. We're not praying to convince God or overcome his willing, unwillingness or overcome his reluctance to give us good deed, give us good gifts. We're not seeking to bend his will to ours. Rather, we take hold of God's willingness to give. God stands there waiting to give us all these things if we come to him. God desires daily dependence upon him. When, as we read, God provided manna in the wilderness for the Israelites, they, some of them weren't content they were only to gather each enough food for each day. If they gathered more than they needed, it would spoil overnight. God wanted the Israelites to realise that they must trust him to provide for their daily needs. Enough for the day. In the spiritual realm... It's just as true that yesterday's strength is absolutely useless to fight today's battles. 
Sometimes we as Christians rely on our past experience for God and just say, oh, well, it'll happen. They may have been good, but we need a fresh touch. We need to come to God daily in our lives. God doesn't kind of fill us up with a reservoir of grace and then sends us on our way, hopefully enough to see out the week. No, he expects us to turn to him every day, that his grace is sufficient to meet the challenges of that day. Alan Redpath in his book, Studies on the Lord's Prayer, says this, He's not going to give you the grace to do something tremendous tomorrow. He's going to give you the grace to be extraordinary in the ordinary circumstances of today. And so that's an interesting phrase. This day, it reminds us as believers, we need that daily renewal, especially in patience. We are to trust in God. We often get stressed out with anxiety because we try to face tomorrow's problems today. Jesus addressed this problem of worry in the Sermon on the Mount where he said, Therefore, do not worry, saying, What shall we eat? What shall we drink? What shall we wear? For after all these things, that's what the Gentiles seek. Your heavenly Father knows that you need all these things. But seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, and then all these things will be added unto you. Therefore do not worry about tomorrow, for tomorrow will worry about its own things. Each day has enough trouble of its own. And that's the thing, isn't it? We like to worry. We like to stress. We like to be in control. We worry about tomorrow and next week and years to come. We're telling the Heavenly Father that we're not sure that he can provide enough for today, so we worry about tomorrow. The invitation to pray, give us this day our daily bread. It's not a carte blanche prayer for everything in the Myers catalogue. But the prayer is an invitation to come to God with your needs. Be open and honest. Even in the small things, come to God. For this prayer expresses our willingness to accept the kind of bread God supplies. Another translation of this verse is, give us this day the bread suited to our needs. Proverbs uh, 30, 8 to 9 says, Remove falsehood and lies from me. Give me neither poverty nor riches. Feed me with the food allotted to me. Otherwise I may have too much and disown you and say, Who is the Lord? Or I may be poor and steal and so dishonour the name of my God. The King James Version uh, translate that word allotted to convenient. So think in terms of our modern convenient food stores. 
What do they carry? They carry the basic things. They carry the basic things of daily life. And so as we look at this prayer, there are three essential principles for receiving from God. Firstly is obedience. If we want to receive from the hands of God, we must live within the will of God. There are several areas in which we walk with God that are essential if we are obedient. We must be obedient. We can't expect us to live our lives however we please, doing whatever we want, and suddenly demand God supply our needs. We must be walking in his ways, experience his love and his grace. In our fellowship with Christ, obviously, if we are to be in a position to receive anything from the Father, we have to be in a right relationship with the Son. Jesus says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it shall be done for you. We need to remain in him. <clears throat> we also need to be obedient in our relationship with the church. We can't be in a position to receive from God if we're not in that right relationship with fellow believers. Hebrews 10 says, And let us consider how we may spur one another on, towards love and good deeds. Not giving up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but encouraging one another. And all the more as you see the day approaching. Our spiritual needs, our physical needs, and our emotional needs are met in community. We're a church family. As we said in the prayer, that we are the sons and daughters of God. We need to interact with each other. Just think for a moment that you may be the vehicle by which God gives somebody else their daily needs. We also need to be obedient to godly leadership. Hebrews 13 says, Obey those who rule over you and be submissive. For they watch out for your soul as those who must give an account. Let them do so with joy and not grief, for that would be unprofitable for you. You're going to be in a difficult time, well, not difficult, an interesting time in the next few months as a new minister comes. You need to be obedient to him. I'm sure there's going to be a new direction which the leaders will take. We need to be obedient to them. We also need to be diligent in our work habits. The word of God is very explicit and it demands that his people be willing to work. Paul tells uh, the people in Thessalonica in uh, 1 Thessalonians 4, aspire to live a quiet life, to mind your own business and to do, with, do the work with your hands as we've commanded that you may walk properly towards those who are outside, that you may lack nothing. We also need to be obedient in our giving. If 
we are to be in a position to ask for daily provision from the Lord, we must be faithful in the matter of returning a portion to finance the work of the church. Those who do not break the bondage of greed set themselves up to be pierced by many troubles, says 1 Timothy 6. We've been given a great many things here we need to give back. As I said, you may be the vehicle whereby God blesses somebody else. The second essential principle uh, for receiving from God is faith. Without faith, it's impossible to please God. Without faith and trust and obedience in God, we can't receive. Everything received from, that we receive from God is through faith. Sure, we can use our talents for our own greed. We can use our talents and gifts to promote ourselves. We can use our wealth to make ourselves comfortable. But then we miss out on that spiritual need, the need of sharing, giving back to those around us. And the uh, third principle is diligence. We need to be diligent in our faith, in coming to God, reading his word, studying it, sharing it, and that can be tough. We live in a busy world. Busy, busy, busy. I've contemplated that thing, uh, these things, since I returned to a, a normal job, working, uh, at, uh, getting up at quarter to six to be at work, work a physical day, drive an hour home, and I tell you what, at 60, I come home, I sit in my comfy chair and I have a nana nap until it's time to cook tea and then crawl into bed. Busy life. I have to work hard at communicating with others. Sometimes I begrudge the fact that I've got to go to Bible study or a leaders meeting because I'm tired can be tough. But we need to be diligent. You need to put things in place. I now have a little uh, podcast, Christian podcast that I listen to at lunchtime while I'm eating my lunch, having my sandwiches. I've got a little uh, prayer time app on my phone that goes bing at 12 o'clock and at four o'clock every day. I need to be diligent and have these reminders. We need to be diligent in our faith. For the ultimate bread of life, is our daily bread, is Christ himself. We need to spend time with him every day, reading his word, being fed by his word, seeing the joy, seeing the grace, knowing that he is our brother and we can come to him, being prepared to be uh, disciplined by him, yeah. 
when we read his words. Those hard words of God in the Bible where we are faced with our sinfulness and we have to change. Very soon we will share in the bread and the wine, the bread of life. The ultimate bread, as I said, is Jesus. A bread that will satisfy our physical, emotional and spiritual needs. Jesus said, I am the living bread which has come down from heaven. If anyone eats of this bread, he will live forever. And the bread I give you is my flesh, which I shall give for the life of the world. So in this manner, you should pray. Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. And give us this day our daily bread. Let's pray. Gracious Father, we, we thank you that you are a loving and giving God. Waiting for us to submit to your rule in our lives, our willingness to accept your gifts as you give them. So, Father, help us. Help us come to you. Let us ask for all those needs, the physical, the emotional, the spiritual. Fill the holes in our stomachs, and in our hearts and in our souls. Guide us and lead us, I pray, this day and forevermore. Amen.